Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Ducats is for edutainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 (laughs) or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Ducats. What up, what up, what up? Hey, hey, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. Hey, Lee. Hi, how you doing? I am good. I hear that. So welcome back to our podcast. We're so glad that you guys came back to tune in with us. And on today's docket, we are going to be talking about Black tax. Mm, mm-hmm. Sounds ominous. Yes, so we are. We're going to be talking about that dreaded and ever looming, that never disappearing black tax. We're going to try not to step on too many toes. No, I. you know, we would be doing a disservice to people if we made you comfortable all the time, if growth and finance was all cozy. This you is know? true. So we're going to step on the pinky toe. We're going to step on the yeah. whole foot. And you know, there's no growth without discomfort. That's what my trainer said. I still don't <laughs> well, like it. But right, 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 right. He well, might I'm- be right. And just as y'all training, we're going to put you through just enough discomfort to make Mm -hmm. sure that you grow in this topic because the black tax affects those ducats. But before we get into all that, Mm -hmm. let's highlight our boss bay in our community. You know, we have our boss bay. That's the person that's going to be in our community that's um, doing things that's on the ground, you mm-hmm. know, helping out in the community, helping make a difference within our black community. And it can be a variety of topics. It's going to be both divas and devos. We Correct. just want to make sure that we're highlighting people um, that are basically doing their thing and being a boss. Yes. So yeah. our boss bay for this episode is Anthony A.J. Gladney. Okay. AJ, he likes to go by, is an executive counsel with New York Life. He manages a private client group taking care of insurance, investments, and retirement needs. It is his purpose to help clients navigate through life by operating unique solutions that provide a path to protection of assets and family, as well as retirement and overall financial strategies. As an experienced problem solver, He will be able to research and help develop solutions to meet the needs of each individual client. It's his job to build trust with each client by showing integrity and loyalty. He also hosts what he calls Wine and Market, which is a networking event of social games, activities, and he provides insight into financial tips. Additionally, he is licensed. He has his Series 663. Mm. And as we are recording this episode, he is about to sit for his Series 7. So we are just going to speak positivity over his life that he is now also uh, licensed in Series 7. Okay. So all those licenses we told you we didn't have in the intro, he He got got them. them. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Series 6, it says he is able to 
sell and provide information on mutual funds, annuities, and insurance. Series 63 is state-specific securities, okay? And Series 7 is all securities products with a exception of very few items. So if you need some investment tools, if you need to level up, you Uh know, you need to hit him up. So we will have his information in the info section of this episode so you know where to find him. But we just wanted to highlight AJ because he is helping people with their investments and he's a person who is doing his thing and tries to relate to people and reach them where they are. So that is awesome. So the wine and market, that sounds really cool. We're definitely mm-hmm. going to have to attend one of yes. those ladies. So, hey, bae. Hey, bae. We're going to make sure that we also highlight this bay on our Instagram page. Mm-hmm. So you can also find his information like Lee said. We will be able to find his information not only on the podcast. You can drop down on the podcast, find his information in there, but you can go to our Instagram page mm-hmm. and he will be highlighted on there as well. Yes. So, Let's get into it. All right, let's do it. This black tax. Mm. Mm-hmm. So how would you define so, that? How would I define it? So that black tax is the family and friends and people who knew you or did a favor for you in some mm-hmm. way in the mm-hmm. past and um, at some point in time because, you know, they view you as successful or having reached some certain milestone mm-hmm. that you now kind of owe them. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think I would probably say similarly. I would just, I think people tend to feel or view it as a person who made it, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes, you know, you see it with um, celebrities who are are affluent as well as, you know, people Mm. who just had those, I guess, quote, good jobs. Yeah. Um, Those individuals often feel this need to take care of other people financially or this need to um, because they made it and because there's some people who helped them along the way they feel this pull at them to kind of finance some things mm-hmm. mm, yeah okay yeah yeah I mean we, we definitely see it um, a lot with celebrities I think that would be the the most broadcast view mm-hmm. of it um, that everybody knows with the black tax you know a celebrity our college student even mm-hmm. comes straight out of college, gets drafted into the NFL, they get drafted into the NBA. They're what twenty two years old, yeah, um, straight out of college, and then suddenly there's everybody back from home. There's you know people that really had nothing to do with their grind when mm-hmm. they were at practices from not nine to five, but you know before school, mm-hmm. you know five to eight o'clock and then after school and on that constant grind. So they weren't there for that, but you know, they, they knew them from around the way they went to school with them. They Mm -hmm. had some kind of thing with them. And now that they fall into hard times, they like, Oh, I know this person personally. So let me hit them up for whatever. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So we definitely see it a lot with, um, athletes. And I think, one of the bigger parts of black tax with athletes, I don't necessarily know that it's with that way with everyone else. It is because of the age, right? Mm. Um, because they acquire so much money so young mm-hmm. that they kind of, in most situations that we hear about, I don't mm. know that that's true. We would have to look at statistics, but I think in most situations that we actually hear about, the majority of those athletes did not come from money. 
Mm-hmm. So they probably were also like, you know, they don't um, have a lot of experience. Yeah, with they don't have a lot of experience of, with money, to, yeah. with managing money for mm-hmm. certain. Um, and then they suddenly come into large sums of money and they kind of think it's always going to be there. Yeah. And so, then being so young, because I think when you're young, you know, we've been there. You think, you know, you're going to live forever gonna, and this I'm is going to be forever. <laughs> right. Like this is always going to be the reality. You mm-hmm, don't think, mm-hmm. you know. 55, 60, when people retire, feels so far away. Right, so, and, and athletes is way earlier than that. You have, oh, yeah. what, 15? That shelf 15, life, yeah. you know, you it's owed at 30. Real quick. So, right, yeah. right, right, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that with that, you know, you, like you said, we have the athletes as, as as our prime example, but, you know, you do also see it yeah. when it Just doesn't in the, the athletes. You know, yeah. I think, and yeah, I think it's very important to remember, like, this This affects your regular, degular person. So, <laughs> I think that, you know, we do have to think back, like, because I said everything goes back to slavery. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So, historically, you know, black people, people of color have been disenfranchised. So, we know that a lot of times, generationally, we have been limited in terms of economic opportunities, in terms of opportunities for growth. Right. And so there's that kind of pull there, too. Yeah, you know, that's an acknowledgement. That is real. Yeah. Right? And so I think something that's interesting that we see a lot of times is, you know, we, we know all of that. Statistically, we know that we're disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens a lot of times, you know, in our communities, especially where maybe, you know, we didn't grow up middle class, affluent, whatnot, um, you have these situations where kids and or people and families are working and paying grown bills very mm. early. And again, we know the reasonings for that. It is what it is. But I think what happens is very early on, you're taking on already adult kind of responsibilities. Yeah. And then if you were doing that or, you know, that person was sacrificing, 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 and you get through school and grad school and be it med school, whatever, your mm-hmm. master's, doctorate, mm-hmm. all these things, mm-hmm. to us, six figures, upper five figures, it feels like good money. Right. You know, right, and people just, right. uh, you know, just think like, oh, well, you got it. And because I sacrificed so much, mm-hmm. let me hold something. Let me hold it. And I just think that. That's our money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I think that we may be able to learn and, and keeping up and thinking about that whole thing of, you know, you got people in the house, uh, resources are limited. Right. You're having, you know, kids at teens are having to chip in. I think we can stand to maybe learn from other cultures mm-hmm. and learn some best practices when it comes to some of those dynamics. And so, for example, you know, when we went to Bali mm-hmm. and we had a great guy, you know, he took us around every day and um, he was just telling us about his family. And so they kind of live in their culture. They live in and they're, you know, of limited means. They right. don't, you know, they, he wasn't a wealthy person. Um, but they live in kind of like a, almost like a compound. The right. family is multiple generations that stays in this space, on this mm-hmm. plot of land. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they pool their resources. Mm-hmm. So he was there with his wife and two kids. Mom, you know, grandma was in another room. His yeah. brother was in another room. And what they do is they pool their resources until, and say, on you know what they can until one person can afford to either build another space mm-hmm. with on that land or you know maybe get their own right. but then you know it helps out with some of that instead of you know I'm 
reaching back to take care of individuals in another home right. and trying to maintain my home, you know, it, you're you're keeping all of your resources in one space. Right. And you're also helping that issue or that strain of, you know, financial issues. Because, you know, in our culture, you know, black folks... <laughs> At 18, it's either, what do, what you say? Books or boots. Okay, so you either going to school <laughs> or you going to the military. Right, right, right. And choose one, choose right. one. And like you said, at that age, you know, especially if means are limited, we're not always equipped with, mm-hmm. with certain tools to not only make money, but manage the money that we have. Right, and I, I think even if we are equipped with the means, right, at 18, truly, mm-hmm. we're still learning life lessons at 35 and 40. Mm-hmm. So even if you are equipped with the means, at 18, you're not necessarily equipped with the ability and the maturity mm-hmm. to be able to handle the kind of things that you need to do as an adult, right? So like you said, um, I think it's the, the larger part of it is that it's, it's this family connection when you're talking about dealing with compounds, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we are so quick to be like, oh, I, I can't live with my cousin or I can't live mm-hmm. with my auntie and this, this, that, and the third. But the the impact of family, yeah. one, uh, being able to depend on each other, the, the impact of being able to... Um, like you said, pull those resources until one person can get out mm-hmm. and it's not so much in the situation of where we talk about black tax where one person gets out on their own yeah is pulling resources to make sure we're pushing this person mm-hmm. to get out so that they can become something and then reach back because you know a lot of times there are communities and uh, cultures where mm-hmm. they like you said they pull those resources and they push that person to to get out they move to a different state and then they're sending money back home mm-hmm. and, and that happens right. you know but again it's still a community effort right it's mm-hmm. not like um, it's people that's just sitting back waiting or feeling entitled and they right. haven't put any kind right. of work in, right? right. It's, it's the entitlement factor of feeling like, um, oh, oh, you made it and I know you by association, right? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about, you know, the the parents and, and sometimes it parents are guilty, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, the majority of the time, yeah. we're going to just say that the parents are the ones, you know, they put in the work, they put in that grind because they're raising that child. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones taking them, you know, for the sports people. Oh, my gosh, the parent athlete. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm learning that at a very early age because my son's at AAU track. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of time that goes into that, a lot of sacrifices that goes into that athlete that you see on the NBA team. Yeah, for um, sure. From the parent time. So, of course, you know, if he want to go out and buy his mama a house or he want to buy mm-hmm. his daddy that fancy car go for it right but like when I was watching I can't remember which um, he used to be an NFL coach but they now are trying to do some financial coaching when these guys kind of come into right. the league because so a lot young. of them go broke yeah. taking care of multiple people right. and he was saying it's okay to buy your mama a house but buy one house <laughs> buy one you house you don't have to buy you and she ain't got to have the two million dollar house she don't Right, Mm-mm. right. Mm-mm. Like you don't. She and I think that's the whole point. Yeah. It's like no yeah. one is saying, of course, you know, you have family members, you have, you know, loved ones. No one is saying don't take care of your people, especially if they're ailing, you mm-hmm. know, disabled, things like that. We're not saying be cold blooded, but I think it's very important, like you say, the difference is in the entitlement it's, and yeah. in the community pooling together. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is that upper five, six figures that felt so, you know, grand and like, oh, I got some money now. It starts looking a little skimpy right. when six figures is taking care of three households. Mm. 
Yeah, that is so true. I could, I definitely know um, a personal example of uh, you know a person that they, it you know a guy he wanted children, but mm-hmm. he decided not to have children because of the black tax not because he couldn't Mm -hmm. have them not because he wouldn't have been an amazing father Mm -hmm. but he literally had um brothers and sisters that he had to um take care of and Mm -hmm. he knew that you know his mom being a single mom that if anything ever happened to her that the whole entire onus Mm -hmm. of taking care of that family would fall on him so he chose not to continue his legacy of having his own children Mm -hmm. because of black tax basically you know and these are able-bodied Brothers and sisters. That's a key word. Able-bodied brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. that could also be out there hustling and grinding and working like him, but... Yeah, they see him as this holy grail, and oh, you made it out, so you owe us. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know that, like you said, it when you're making, even if you're making six figures, which, you know, that's a whole nother topic and a whole nother episode mm-hmm. that we have to do. Six figures in this day and time is yeah. not what six figures was in our parents' day and time. It's not. Um, <laughs> so then, when you're breaking it down, you know, what I'm saying, and taking care of other people, that that can become nothing really yeah, quick it can do it really real quick, quick. real mm-hmm. quick mm-hmm. yeah so you know i think when you talk about black tax like it can be that serious to the fact that you are willing not to have something that your heart desires that mm-hmm. you're willing not to have you know to even put yourself in a detriment right to yeah. be able to take care of someone else and you know the entitlement factor is what the issue is because most of those people that are you know hands out mm-hmm you made it, pass it back down to me. Yeah. Um, they're not looking at your taxes. Mm-hmm. Your taxes have increased. They don't care nothing about your taxes. They yep. don't care nothing about um, what your bills are, whatever mm-hmm. increase in bills are, because you're not living in the same place anymore when you've increased your income more than likely. Yeah. But they don't care anything about your bills. They don't care anything about any of your own health issues that mm-hmm. you might be having and that you might be paying out. They just see oh, you're in this, you're a doctor, you're mm-hmm. a lawyer. And, yeah. you know, again, that's yeah. a whole other subject. Because you can be a lawyer, you can be a doctor and not be making six figures. Correct. But in their mind, right. simply because you have that title, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. simply because you have that title, then you make whatever in their mind. And in their mind, you know, it's owed to them. Right. So, you know, they don't care about the necessarily the detriment like to you. Got you. Going right, on. right. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, the person that is paying that black tax is constantly hearing... Man, you got it. You got it. Right. Right. And I think an important point that I just kind of thought about as you were saying that is when you're constantly putting out, are you paying attention to what's Mm -hmm. going in and what's going out? So whether it's the example of the athlete, Mm -hmm. you know, and they usually have people, they usually hire people to Uh, take care of, you know, that accountant or that business manager that kind of takes care of their, quote, investments Mm -hmm. and things like that. And you see those stories all the time of, like, all of a sudden, where did their money go? Or they invested in something that was, you know, a a poor investment and they don't even understand sometimes they didn't even know that they invested in it you know or it's crazy and so I think that you know it's important to be looking at your dollars and cents and taking care of and having understanding of 
what your accounts are looking like and where your money is going and what is owed. Because I think it's okay to outsource mm-hmm. and, and deal with experts in terms of certain sure. financial moves, but I think ultimately, you know, you, you are, are responsible, responsible. for mm-hmm. what's going on with that. And I, I think it's important to remember that. Like, as you're, you know, shelling out cash mm-hmm. or paying this bill, that bill on third, are you keeping up with your own account and what what's going on with your money you right. know what I mean are yeah. your bills getting paid are you able to save or you know add to your like you said that that legacy you're not going to be working forever whether you're an athlete right. or regular job but especially if you're not <laughs> especially if you're, athlete, right. you're not going to be working forever mm-hmm. and I think you said like you said that, that coach that was trying to implement that program of teaching um, money management mm-hmm. is so imperative when yeah. you know like you said you go from high school to having nothing because they used to draft out of you know the the NBA used to draft straight out of high school, mm-hmm. um, and I think that they banned it. Now they have to at I least think go they to go college like a for year. two a year, mm-hmm. year two years. So they're still babies, but yeah. um, you know, having that money management aspect of it because I think um, there was a recent article came out by um, former NBA player. If I mm-hmm. I think I'm saying it right, okay. former NBA player Eddie Curry, mm-hmm. and he is like a prime example of the black tax, right? So mm-hmm. he was talking about you know how he had an accountant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his accountant was siphoning off money from him, mm. like entering in deals, He like to the point where he had a um, notarized stamp signature. Wow. For for him. So he could enter business deals by just stamping. Oh, he just stamping. It. Yeah, he just stamped his signature. And he had, he owed oh, that money. The fuck? Because his, <laughs> <laughs> his signature was all those documents. Yes. And this was his accountant, right? Somebody he trusted. So um, it just goes to your point. Like, you can't just. Um, depend on other yeah, people. Yeah, you can't to take depend on other people mm-hmm. to take care of your finances. You have to be able to understand at mm-hmm. least, uh, you know, at a high level what is going in and what is coming out. What are your incomes and what are your expenses to be able to manage yep. that to e- at least at least check the accounts, you know, right. every now and then. <laughs> right. um, luckily, he had a wife that was very she, you know, she she made sure to so she's the one who noticed that it. it wasn't mm-hmm. him, but yeah, you have to be able to to look at those kind of things, and mm-hmm. I mean, in other areas of like black t- black tax, he said at one point in time he sent a insurance policy in uh-huh. um, to I don't know if it was his accountant or you know to, to somebody he was sending an insurance policy in, but his he sent it to his homeboy okay to take it because he didn't have the time to to, to deliver it in, mm-hmm. and his homeboy opened up the mail and added himself as a beneficiary. Like, okay. it was that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's... I'm sorry, Eddie. Mm. I don't mean to laugh. But I just... The audacity. Friends? The audacity of people feeling entitled. Like, he was like, you know, I just... I feel like you owe me something. Like, like he told him that. Like, yo, my bad, man. <laughs> because the person, when he delivered it, he was like, um, Mr. Curry, I, did you mean to put his name? He was like, what are you talking right, about? Right, which is right in. Like, so, I mean, black tax is real, y'all. Like, some (laughs) people really just feel entitled to your hard-earned money. And at some point in time, like, it's just... It's too much. It really is. And I think, you know, we talked about a lot about the people who feel old. You know, the the audacity of it, really. (laughs) Um, But I, I think it's important to kind of note, like... Some of the reason, you know, because it takes two in this situation. You got two. the folks that feel old, and then you got the person who is paying the tax, who is like, mm-hmm. you know, right, they right, feel right, like, right, oh, right. well, you know, I got it or whatever. And so, 
I think the underlying thing, because you know me, I'm all about wellness and getting to the root mm, of that get thing. Get to the root. So... I think part of it is, and LeBron James actually made a whole TV show about it I used to watch that was um, Survivor's Remorse. Okay. And so at the end of the day, a lot of the black text comes down to feeling this guilt or feeling this, yeah, for lack of better words, almost feeling like a survivor's remorse when it comes to being the one that made it. Okay, so, so, how, so how did he use, like, survivor's remorse, like, mm-hmm. talk about the traditional sense and then yeah, how he put yeah. a spin on so it? So the concept, the, you know, traditional definition is, is survivor's guilt or survivor's remorse is a mental condition that occurs when a person believes they have done something wrong by surviving a traumatic event when others did not, often feeling self-guilt. Mm-hmm. So the thing behind that, you know, usually typically you see survivor's remorse or survivor's guilt when there's you know some accident and there's a lot of people who perish and you're that you know one of few survivors you know you see it like that but in this scheme of things it's that you know maybe traumatic event so oftentimes Mm -hmm. it's usually um, a common story like you said especially athletes of color they come from nothing you know they kind of literally you know boots from the ground, you know, kind of mm-hmm, pulled themselves mm-hmm. up kind of th- situation. Mm-hmm. And so... Pulled themselves up by the bootstraps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of times, you know, you hear about, and they'll talk about, like, how their neighborhood was or how tough it was growing up. And so in that light, that can be a traumatic situation. It could be an ex- a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people will feel guilty as the one who made it. The one who, you know, like they said, you know, you see your mama struggling or whatnot, and they feel... Yeah, like almost like a, a why me or a guilt um, for being that person who was the successful mm-hmm. one. And I think, you know, you see it like like we said with your regular average working Joe, too. If you especially are in a situation where you there's not a, a lot of folks in your family who are, you know, financially stable, sometimes we can feel a guilt there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think... Um, that's what happens. I mean, we saw, um, I can't remember what her name is, but she lives in our state, North Carolina, um, the young lady who won the lottery. Mm. Oh, back in the day, Marie Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Marie Holmes, yeah. So I remember, I hey, think. Marie. Oh, girl. <laughs> So I think she won like what was it? She took on like eighty something million. Eighty-eight million. And then there were all these stories coming out about how she was putting up ten, twelve million. Yeah. Um, getting her boo out out of jail. Yeah. Um, oh, some other and bad decisions. On? Entitlement, and bad decisions. Oh, the pastor. Girl, pastor. What Black tax. The, what happened with the pastor? So, <laughs> y'all, I'm not gonna get into tides right now. Don't mm-hmm. She didn't pay her tides. So she not. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get into that. So she basically promised the church six hundred and something thousand dollars, which she did pay. But the okay. pastor then came after she gave him over six hundred thousand um, dollars. Oh, he wanted an offering. <laughs> he wanted them ties. So again, eighty-eight million. You know the black church is like, oh, ten percent. That's eight million dollars she's supposed to pass over to the church to the Lord. Okay. Yep. Oh. So- <laughs> So she gave the 600-something thousand and the pastor mm-hmm. came back and was like, look, you promised me, I think it was like 1.9 or $1.5 million. Okay. He sued her. Uh-uh. Because she did not, after giving him 600000 mm-hmm. she did not pass over that 1.9 and he basically said he made deals on her promise 
and because of her not following through with her promise, mm-hmm. he had detrimental reliance. That is a legal term, y'all. Oh. He had detrimental reliance, and he sued and her he for emotional What did he rely on to his detriment, pray tell? He entered in no agreements before he had the cash was what had happened. Uh, that wasn't of God. Mm-mm. It was not. I don't think he told it me It was that. not. And he thought she was his lamb in the bush. Ooh. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a little bit. Well, you know. I know a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, he thought she was the lamb in the bush, you know what I'm saying? And then when the lamb did rise up. Wait, is it the, I think it's, <laughs> it's a ram. It's the ram. I didn't, I, I thought I knew y'all. Hold it's on. It's a ram, it's okay. Wait, it's I got a ram, it. A, Keep going. I think a lamb is a baby ram. Mm. <laughs> I, there's a lot of animals in this story. It's fine. I got you. It was in a bush. It's, well, that's the important, that's the important part of this part. story is that there you. was an animal in a bush, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the animal did not come forth, and he sued her in a court for this $1.5 million for emotional distress. I'm just wondering where that 600000 went. Right. It probably went to one of these other... It did not go to the building fund. And see, that's the problem. Did you build a vestibule or something? Uh, I need to see what you did with that. She might have been seeing, did you build a children's church? <laughs> he did not build... He didn't build no children's mm, program. The children's still in the bottom fund. with a tambourine. That's a shame. So, look. So, the father his black tax... After he sued her, mm-hmm. people they got mad at him. Like, dude, for real? Are you serious? Like, you really going here, Pastor? Right. So he amended the lawsuit and further sued her. Oh my god! Because people were lambasting him, and mm-hmm. he said that, that was more like you brought that part on yourself, sir. Right. But he continues to sue her for mm. to the tune of ten million dollars for That's emotional crazy. distress. Now, wow. what kind of black tax is that? She don't owe you? At all. Mm. Now, the fact that $8 million would have been her ties if she had just passed it I'm you not going to talk what? about it. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? She No, she could have done a daggone line item or something. I would have specified she couldn't have done a little endowment and drooped it off a little bit. Like, every year this is going right, to scholarships. scholarships. She could have got petty, but that's neither here nor there. You know. So, the point but is. The, the point is the pastor felt entitled to her money. And that's the problem. That's the problem. And the fact that Miss Marie was not keeping up, I think, at a certain point with where her money was going and felt like she needed to hold other people up. Mm Because didn't Grandma get into it, too? Mm. Grandma got into it. So the family, um, Grandma was gone, I believe, at this point in time. But they said that the number that she used was based on a deceased brother or something. And I don't know if Grandma gave her that dollar or something, but they basically said she wouldn't have wanted but for grandma. Mm-hmm. And then they had issues. Again, black tech. Like, mm-hmm. everybody coming out the woodworks mm-hmm. for her money. Like, I yeah. think the, the boyfriend, like, he, again, black tax. There wasn't enough that she bailed you out, mm-hmm. but then he, you know, you owe me, I'm going to start a business. Which landed him back in jail, but I'm about to say, is he being a rapper? Please don't be a rapper. No, he, oh, okay. no, he had some kind of car car business or something. But the point is, like he had pal. to take. Her... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I deal with this every day. <laughs> I'm tired. What Lee? What Lee? I love from the housewives. You know, <laughs> did he have something with the cars? I thought that's how he got in trouble with the car titles. <laughs> It, it was so. It was something. It was something cars. shady. Okay. It was. I don't even know that it was shady. So I think he was on like, 
probation or something. And oh, he violated child. something. Yeah, he okay. was at work legit, but at the wrong time. Okay. So they was just looking for something, really. And the point is, he still ended up serving time. She had wasted all this money. Mm-hmm. And they felt entitled to her into money. The, yeah. into that bail. To other people. Mm. And they felt entitled to her money, like, mm-hmm. legit mad, legit yeah. lawsuits yeah. because of her money. You know, and that's a, that's a really, you know, very grand um example of mm-hmm. black tax but i mean there are smaller things that hit people but it happens every the common day. theme yeah. is the fact that like we said the people making assumptions doing that whole you got it right. thing you got it and counting your pockets mm-hmm. at the end of the day and I think... They need to be counting theirs. Well, you know, going and put out that mm. job application, but you ain't heard <laughs> it from me. But I think, you know, getting back to the guilt of it and, and getting yourself in that situation and not kind of keeping up with where the money's going, which is how it affects your ducats, because, right. again, you're putting things out, and this is a problem when you're doing it to the detriment of your financial mm. security. Mm. If you're not able to, you know, save and do the things that you're trying to do to make sure that you're secure, when you're no longer working or if something were to come up it's a problem right. and i think you know when we think of that guilt and we and it's the whole thing of oh i'm the one that made it and, and it's why me it's like well why not you why not you know right. that is your path that is your favor favor is not fair hmm. that's what my grandma <laughs> said Speak on it. so why not you this is your purpose this is your plight for whatever reason the universe wants this for you mm-hmm. and i think it's okay to be a blessing to mm-hmm, others, mm-hmm. of course, but as we said, not when it's to the detriment of Never. now you overdrawing your account, right. you paying your things late. You stressed out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, the issue with my issue with black tax is that mm. it's, it's like it's a, always an open hand to you, right? So mm. it's, yeah, I give you $500 today. Next month, you need $300 for this, you mm. know? And it's never, you don't ever say, Maybe I should reduce these costs or go into your own financial um, mirror of mm-hmm. saying I need to address this stuff. It's always, oh, I know she got it so I can go to her. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you're when that person is dealing with guilt, mm-hmm. when that person is feeling obligated and they can't say no, yeah, then they do do it to the detriment of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people that tell me like I should be so much further ahead but you know Mm -hmm. I have to take care of this niece or I have to take care of you know these college funds but you don't have children Mm -hmm. um or you know because of what happened when I was 16 with daddy or you Mm -hmm. know when I was 14 years old with mama I still feel obligated which is a little backwards because you're the child the obligation was to you yeah let, let, yeah. I mean, just let sit that in there for sit a right second. There. Yeah. yeah, sit that in for, and, and it's not, we're not talking about parents that are sick and can't take care right. of themselves, mm-hmm. right? We're just talking about, like, and again, it's one thing, because I know Steve Harvey, you know, mentioned that when he, you know, when he made it to a certain level, yeah. he was sent home checks. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We're not talking about that but kind of stuff. But he was able to afford And that. it was voluntary, it mm. wasn't like his parents was calling him demanding the check. So yeah. that's completely different. Like you said, it's okay to be a blessing, absolutely mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. a blessing mm-hmm. when you've been blessed. But to to do it to the detriment of yourself when you can't even move the way you want to move or the mm-hmm. way you should be able to move yep. Um, yep. because of your income, because you're doing whatever for 
other people, you know. Mm-hmm. And I go back to Eddie Curry, you know, he was t- saying, you know, if he he would loan out some, you know, a person would ask him for, and it would never be a small amount of money. Yeah, but like, of course man, not. Can, you, can you let me borrow $40 because of his <laughs> status? It was right. like, man, can I borrow $1,500? Like, mm. let somebody come and ask me for $1,500. But... <laughs> don't do don't they don't do that it's fine you're okay with saying no and I, I am it's okay i really am mm-hmm. pat myself on the back real mm-hmm. quick um so yeah but so and then you know he would be like yeah man and they were like well you know actually it really costs three thousand dollars if you really got that you know what i'm saying like and he was just like eventually he realized like people were lying about people dying mm. like trying to pay for a funeral like they would just be lying to get Money and it's just like how like some right. people just have no coops mm-hmm. mm. and they don't mind taking you down. So you like you say you have to be vigilant about your own yeah. finances, vigilant yeah. about what's going on in and out of your account, and mm-hmm. understanding hey hey right right now you know I can't do some, that I can't do that and yeah. there's some things lacking right now. And home base, so mm-hmm. nah. nah, I can't do it this way. That's not gonna work. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a good place to kind of, you know, leave our D and D fam to do a little introspection and think. Am I, you know, if I'm if I'm paying some black tax, if mm-hmm. I got some folks in my family, I'm doing all right for myself, and you know, the hands out, let me hold something. Am I being a blessing to others, or am I being a cog? that blocks my own blessing. Right. Am I blocking what's coming to me because I'm I'm misusing it? So right. that's just something to think about. Yeah, and um, I think I also say, um, are you an enabler, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because I think sometimes, um, like, we we had a, a, a neighbor, you know, and he always, because he has money, and um, but he enabled his family to the point that they really could not, depend on themselves mm-hmm. to to that point you know mm-hmm. like and it wasn't um like luxury items mm-hmm. you know bmws mercedes-benz you know the the newest iphone mm-hmm. because he could afford it but the reality is like what's gonna happen when you go yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying like that legacy that you believe that you're leaving mm-hmm. is not truly a legacy because when you're gone they're not gonna have the the know-how to manage that money for maybe even if if three months to a year, mm-hmm. you know, it, a year is pushing it. But if they are able to do anything for three months for, for whatever you're going to leave them to, because that's not what you trained them to do while you were living. You mm-hmm. trained them to be able to blow money. Mm. And well, that's not going to be any different after you pass away. Well, then we'll just add that before we move on to our uh, <laughs> dear diva. Right? Are you able or unable? Huh. All right. Okay. Okay, so we are going to move on to our Dear Diva letters. Mm-hmm. It is time to hear from you all and see what's going on, see what you want to ask us. Um, if you have any questions, things that are on your mind, things that you want to know, you can email us at divaadvice at gmail.com. It is D-I-V-A. A D V I C E at gmail.com. Yes. So this week, let's hear what we got. Dear Divas, I've been dating my girl for about two years. Oh, we got a Devo. Oh, Devo. Hey, Devo. <laughs> <laughs> Let me not assume you said your girl, but I don't, you're anonymous. So I don't know. You know, you might be a Diva as well. Things are pretty serious, and I've been thinking about marriage. All right. She's a full time graduate student, and I work full time. 
Things are tight because she only borrowed enough from tuition. So outside her part-time work, we just have my income to depend on. It's kind of smart, though. Right. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Well, a tight budget didn't stop her car from dying. We've been searching around and have found a few that she likes. The issue is, because of student loan and credit history, she needs a co-signer. She asks family, who for whatever reason politely Politely (laughs) decline. So I'm the last resort. I don't want to come off as if I don't trust her, but it seems like a big deal, and I'm not sure which way to decide. I do want to be supportive and understanding of her financial and school situation. Any advice you have is greatly appreciated. Love, Anonymous. (laughs) Love, Anonymous. Hey, Devo, how are you? So first, kudos to you for holding it down. You know what I'm saying? Kudos to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is a full-time graduate student. I will say it is very smart of yes. her to yes, only yes. be taking out the minimum um, of those student loans, even mm-hmm. though there could be extra income because that's typically what happens, right? People are... They borrow um, more. They borrow more than they can. They have the extra. And even if it's to pay, you know, bills, it's not always necessarily to blow money. Mm-hmm. Even if it's to pay bills, um, that's a loan that you're now going to be paying for the next 30 or 40 Girl. years. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I do want to acknowledge the fact that that was a smart move on her part and to me add some kind of trust factor mm-hmm. to this issue that she um, is only willing to take out the bare minimum of her um, tuition and schooling. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as her, you know, needing a car and co-signing. So my first thing with her needing a co-signer would be to determine why. Is it because she doesn't have credit history at all? Mm. Um, Is it because she has bad credit history, which Mm. to me, if families aren't willing to co-sign for her, is probably more so of in the bad credit history um, than not having credit history. Because I would probably advise you differently if she didn't have credit history versus if she just, you know, was a bad... um, steward over credit so give them both because we don't know (laughs) cool so um if she you know just didn't have credit history i Mm -hmm. and you have seen like you say because in your letter you didn't complain anything about um you know Mm -hmm. her blowing money or you know you know she took out all these loans and she's going on trips like you didn't Mm -hmm. make it sound like she was a person that wasn't right yeah Mm -hmm. exactly you didn't make it sound like she was irresponsible over money so if it was the fact that she just didn't have a credit history I would say that um, it, it, it it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if, okay. You know, if the trust issues are, are there, would I personally co-sign? No. Mm-hmm. However, um, I think in y'all's living situation and with everything else going on, you know, this is the person you're getting ready to marry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, it's that serious. The, the fact that, you know, if she did, just didn't have credit history, she needs a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, her potential of earning income once she finishes school is also a contributing factor. So um, I think in that instance, it will be okay. Now, if her family is not co-signing because she has a bad credit history, 
then I, again, I think you definitely need to deep dive into mm. the why. Yeah. Um, because that shows a habit pattern when it gets so bad that the family's like, nah, sis. Right, like your family ain't. Sis, I can't help you, man. Yeah. So I, I would have those kind of conversations um, mm-hmm. with the family. Not necessarily her, because if it's nece- if it's uh issue of being a a bad steward of credit then she's probably not going to tell the truth Mm -hmm. i would probably go to whoever you know she reached out to in the family be like hey you know what why you want to sign for Mm -hmm. um to find out what that was and if she was a a bad um steward of the credit then i I definitely would not co-sign for her Mm -hmm. because that is going to fall on you and your credit history when um she does what she's known for doing um if anything you could look at getting a a car that you know might get her through the phases till she graduates Mm -hmm. um go on craigslist go on ebay go to a different (laughs) car lot yeah Um, you know and find a find a find a lower cost car that y'all can maybe save up and pay cash for Mm -hmm. um and you know People do it every day without cars. You know, she yeah. got to get on a bus. I cannot. She well, now, let, me, let me say this, because I don't know what city they're in. Right, so that's true. I will say certain cities' public transportation it's is... amazing. Right, and it's available. Right, You know what I mean? That's so true. I don't know if they're that's in a true. smaller town Rural or town. where, yeah. Yeah, where yeah, they are. Sure. So I would say a little... You know, I agree with some of what you said about... I'm not sure, you know, you didn't really say the area... Well... I'm not sure in terms of what cars she's been looking at. So mm-hmm. I don't know if, um, you know, these are cars that are 20000 I don't know if these are cars where, like you said, you may need to just go take a mechanic with you and go get something that's used, mm-hmm. like you said, will last through school when mm-hmm. she's gainfully employed like you. Right. Um, or if you're already at these places, because I'm not sure, you know, if you're just getting something for 5000 if you would really need a co-signer. So, and also, like you said, I'm sorry, that politely decline took me out. But <laughs> <laughs> I um, I think it does definitely, it definitely matters if it is, is her credit bad or she's, uh, like you said, a bad steward with finances mm-hmm. or no credit. Because unfortunately, a lot of times they they treat a lack of credit history worse right. than they do bad sure. credit. Um, just because I guess they don't know what to do with you. We right. don't know, we don't right. know what to think we don't of know you. What you do. So yeah. I think yeah. that is very important. The other thing I would say, because personally, I'm like, you know, been there, done that. Another story for another episode. Mm-hmm. I would not co-sign for anyone at this point in my life mm-hmm. unless, you know, that's my husband. Right. So, you know, if you all are at that point, then maybe because that to me is the exception. But also there's, um, I forget what the form is called. A lot of times you can work it out with the lender if you do decide to co-sign where after a certain amount of positive payment history mm-hmm. you can get rolled off. You can be released as right. a co-signer. Okay. So I would definitely have the conversation with her first in terms of just, you know, because you all are, you're talking marriage. So this should be a fairly easy conversation to have. Like mm-hmm. what, you know, what's that number looking like? What's going on? Um, to help guide your decision and how you feel about that. Because even so, whether you co-sign or not, when you join with a person, their credit and their financial decisions and and how they operate, that all of that is going to matter regardless. So mm-hmm. it's important to have that conversation sooner than later anyway. True. Um, but I would definitely, too, if you're nervous about it, definitely when you sit down with the lender, if you are deciding to 
co-sign or go through with that, one, get something that is reasonably priced because that is the risk as a co-signer. If she leaves you or defaults on that loan, they leave you holding the bag. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is also the co-signer release. Again, I'm not sure the formal name of that form, Mm -hmm. but after a certain amount of credit history, I would certainly be trying to negotiate that. Like, okay, well, she makes a year of good credit history or at 15 months okay roll me off of this so um yeah i hope this helps you and good luck to you good luck you know let us know when you ask i know (laughs) so um we appreciate that and like we said if you would like to write in if you have questions anything you want to hear from us you may hear your letter on an episode and that is diva advice at gmail.com diva advice divas and divos write in all right, so it is time for quick tips, honey. Yes, so in relation to the black tax, my quick tip for today is going to be no is a complete sentence. And we say that for again for the people in the back. No is a complete sentence, y'all. Mm-hmm. You do not have to explain to nope. anyone. Mm-mm. What you do with the money that you have earned on your nine to five. Okay. And ain't nobody else sitting at that table. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody else sitting at that pod. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody else driving that car and that traffic nope. but you. And when you get in. that check mm-hmm. that the government took out of your check, out okay. of your taxes. Mm-hmm. They took ain't nobody else playing, mm-hmm. paying them. Nope. Those are your taxes. Yep. You do not have to explain your money. Of, no. It's a complete <laughs> Get comfortable. I'm so comfortable with that. Get comfortable with that. And you like, cannot. Can I have a hundred dollars? No. But I mean, you got. Oh. Mm. No, not this time, sis. Oh, she said it with a smile. Y'all can see her too. I wish not I could this, see her. Not this time. Okay. It's not. Girl, I would, but um, I gotta take. I gotta. Uh, Cause trust me. For the person that is asking for your money, every excuse mm-hmm. you have, they got a counter. Mm. Trust mm-hmm. and believe there is no excuse you could give them. Mm-hmm. You got somebody in the hospital bed. They got somebody dying. Oh, it, they got one up. They got they gonna one up <laughs> you on your reason for not mm-hmm. giving them that money. And like we said when we were in the topic, you talked about that athlete that was putting in all that work. They weren't with them shooting in no, the gym, as Rick Ross says. And the same no. thing. They're not coming with them you to work. Nights, they're not going with you to work. Mm-hmm. Your business, they're not opening them doors before the customers get there, going through them accountants, meeting on those meetings. They're not sitting. And man. guess what? If they're not a child, you can't write them off. You, so all that money, what, what, what was it, It's it? just gone in the air because mm-hmm. you're not getting it back. Nope. It's just gone in the air. So y'all have to get comfortable with telling people and yourself mm-hmm. like she said dealing with that guilt issue you have to get comfortable with yourself first mm-hmm. to be able to even say now and mm-hmm. i understand this work some people are just pleasers yes mm-hmm. that is a real thing right mm-hmm. some people are just pleasers and they do not like giving anybody rejection they do not mm-hmm. like feeling hurting anybody's feelings i get it mm-hmm. but in the reality you have to think about yourself you might be making sure that person is good. But after you done told them yes, somebody getting told no. Yeah. If you giving them the yes for the $1,500, that's mm-hmm. $1,500 you told yourself no to. Yep. So whether you verbalize it mm-hmm. or not, somebody is getting the no. Mm-hmm. So you might as well not be a detriment to yourself. Yep. No is a complete sentence. Y'all say it with me, okay? 
No. Mm-hmm. Is a complete sentence. Full stop. Full stop. <laughs> Period. All right, y'all. Well, that wraps up this episode. We appreciate y'all being with Thank us. Thank you for tuning in. And where can they find us? Until next time, Quick. Y'all can find us on Instagram at Divas and Duckets. If you again, if you want to write into us, you can fi- write into us at Diva Advice mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we will be tuning in. Hopefully, you'll be tuning in with us mm-hmm. um, in two Thursdays. Two, yes, yes, two weeks. Two weeks. We will see y'all. As always, have a great attitude. All right, bye.